Welcome to Life, Lessons, and Laughter with your host, Glenn Ambrose. Hello, welcome to the show. This is Glenn Ambrose with Life, Lessons, and Laughter along with Ben. How are you doing? Awesome. Good. Well, today we're going to talk about the concept of oneness and um, specifically how it works in our benefit. Okay. <laughs> you're you're going to have to explain to me what this is. Yes. Well, the, the concept of oneness is, is a large concept. Um, so I don't even, we might even need to do a, another podcast on this sometime because there's lots of different ways to look at it. But basically it's, um, it's the idea that everything is connected. So the, you know, everything's connected, everything's working in our favor, uh, because we are connected. So like I was explaining it to somebody the other day from the point of the it wouldn't make sense for the universe to kind of hurt one person to lift up another that concept wouldn't make sense okay and the reason is that it's if we're all one then it wouldn't make sense to hurt one part of myself to benefit another part of myself you know, so if if I um, if I hurt my toe, I'm not going to sit there and say, "Ah, screw it, it's just a toe. It's no big deal. It's really not that important. It's part of me, so I'm going to do what it takes to heal it." And that's the concept. And stretch out your mind now for a minute. Stretch, stretch. That's the concept of the whole universe all being one. All right. Um, I don't. I still don't get it exactly. Uh, I, 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 like, I think I get the vague uh, outline of it, but um, specifically, like, I, I don't know. Aren't things hurt to help other things? Like, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, we'll we'll have contrast in our lives to try to wake us up for our betterment. Um, if if we don't get any negative feedback, we don't know what we're doing wrong. So that's the point of contrast in our lives. There isn't there isn't a time when somebody gets hurt to lift up something else. The only time anybody experiences any any pain is for their own benefit. It's to wake them up and go, "Hey, you're going in the wrong direction. This is not good for you." It's not to lift up another part. Okay. I I see that. I don't know. What about the, like, all right, this is going to sound weird, but um, I'm currently in the middle of a production of The Lion King, so that's why my thought process is going here. But, like, the, the <laughs> it, it reminds me of the song The Circle of Life. Um, like, and and the explanation of that, like, do you know what I'm talking about? You're familiar well, with the movie, right? Like, so so I'm I'm specifically talking about like Circle of Life is fairly explanatory. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, are you telling me why a lion eats he, something? No, no, why like <laughs> th- there's a part where Simba's like 
so, but we eat the antelope. And he's like, yes, and when we die, our body goes into the ground and fertilizes mm. the soil. And Right. Right. That's bad for the lion. No, it's is not. Is it not? No. Right. Why is why is death bad? <laughs> like we that and that's what that's the problem is we label it. We label it and say that's not supposed to be happening. Like there's something wrong with it. If death is bad, we're all screwed. And the whole system is shot. Like <laughs> because everything dies. Is that not I just thought that that that, that was a fact. We are no. all screwed and <laughs> No, it's the opposite. The system is shot. If if we think that if we think that the reality of what actually happens in this world is incorrect and we know better than the universe and we can look at things from our small perspective and determine what's good and what's bad without being able to see the whole picture, well, then we label things as good and bad. But in the grand scheme of things... It's not bad. It just is. It's part of the system. If I mean millions upon millions, probably hundreds of millions, probably billions of things will die today alone all over the planet. So if death is bad, like the, the, I mean, <laughs> we would be so far out of balance that, that we wouldn't be able to find our way back, you know. So it's it's just that we label it as bad because we you know we we have feelings of missing people when they're not here and things like that and then we we enmesh that into thinking that this it's wrong that they're not no longer with us because it causes us sadness and we don't like to feel sadness you know but apparently the sadness is beneficial for you that's the only reason why you're feeling it well, uh, is that what the, is that what you said earlier? When something bad happens <laughs> to you, it's not to help something else; it's for you, right? But that that's actually a good point because that's that's where people get blurred a lot. Sadness, <laughs> sadness is just resisting the fact that they're not here. That's not something happening to you. You're feeling sadness because you're resisting the fact that that person isn't here. So that's our own internal judgments forcing that sadness to come up in us you know there there are people who who have who are very close to a loved one and that loved one passes on and they're very they're fine with it they they don't go through a huge period of suffering they may go through little parts of of uh, missing that person but they understand that it's it's a circle of life and that they're on the other side and they're fine and everything is okay and they don't judge it as bad. And those people don't go through a lot of grieving and suffering. You know, they may go through periods of loneliness or, or missing that person to some degree, but, but they don't choose, they don't label it as bad, therefore they don't go through the suffering. Okay. I'm starting to... To get what you're saying. Well, I mean, like, when you break it down like that, that's easier to understand because I understand the suffering is resistance and the, um, but I'm still, all right. So the, this idea of oneness is like, the, this is like, I am you. And like, is this like one <laughs> yeah. consciousness? Is that the yes. same thing? Yes. Or? It's the, it's the idea that, 
that the, they, this is the moment where I usually stop listening to someone. Yeah, <laughs> I just yeah, <laughs> I understand. It happens. <laughs> no, it's like it's a huge concept to wrap your brain around. I mean, it's it really is, and and I think it's even larger to really implement into your life and really function from this belief. It's uh, it it's really a profound spiritual um, transformation when people are able to do that. Um, so the, you know, the, the swallowing that concept that everything is one is, is difficult. The, the idea is that everything is basically one energy field. We're all made up of energy. Everything's made up of energy and we're all connected that way. You know, they've quantum physics has, has, um, found you know we're so focused on the concept of of linear that that everything takes time and you do this plus this equals this and that's how things are on this planet so we believe so it's hard for us to understand that things are happening all at the same time for our benefit um quantum physics has proven some of that by taking um they take uh what is it like a molecule or something. <laughs> I'm, I'm real scientific. A molecule or something. <laughs> An atom or something. All right. uh, Just, yeah. But what they do is they Stay take broad. it. They, Stay broad. Go ahead. <laughs> they, they take it and when they put them next to each other, they'll synchronize the rotation that they have. And then they separate them and put them on different sides of the planet and they're still rotating at the same time in the same direction. Then they'll take one, stop it, and reverse its rotation, and the other one on the other side of the world reverses its rotation at the same exact time because they've made that connection. And it's, and it's happening at the same time. It's not like they stop, reverse one, and then it sends a signal over to the other one, and then it stops and reverses. It's at the exact same time. So it's happening in the same consciousness. So and then this is this, <laughs> this is where the glassy-eyed stare comes in. Huh? I'm so, you're starting to sound like a teacher in Charlie Brown. Wah, 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 wah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's okay. All right. So that happens in atoms or molecules, right? Or, which we is which is what we're made up of, right? And everything's made up of, sure. So it can happen within us. It can happen everywhere. It's it's little things like that that we've been able to prove through science that is that is pointing to the direction that we are all one. We're starting to prove it, which is cool to me. You know, we we've we've gone out and we've used science to prove all kinds of stuff and we've gotten to the point where we're we've gotten so deep underneath things and within things that we're finding information that we can't explain except in concepts like oneness. There's you know, there 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 aren't you can't Explain that in another way. Like, what if <laughs> if something's happening at the same time? That means there's no such thing as time, and things are are interconnected. Like, that's really the only explanation for that. So, 
if there's no such thing as time and things are interacting within each other, then they must be acting from the same consciousness. There's not, there's not a thought and then, or an action and then a signal sent and then another action based off of that. So if there's not two separate thoughts, then it must be acting from one thought. At the same time. And that's, that's the cool part, I think, is that we're starting to finally prove this stuff. <laughs> I just, <I'm, laughs> yeah, this is, <laughs> I knew this was going to go in this direction. It's like, it's such a huge concept. It's, I mean, honestly, there's, I don't live every day of my life functioning from the core concept that we are all one. I'm not there yet. I understand it. I believe in it. I get it. I implement it when I can. But every, like, this is such a a foundational core concept that uh, people who are completely enlightened, let's say, they can function from this understanding in basically every area of their life at all times. I'm just not there yet. <laughs> I don't I don't understand this idea that things are not linear, that there's no such thing as time. If there's no such thing as time, why do we age? Why do we, why do we grow? Why do we die? Like the I if there's no such thing as time, yeah. How do those things happen? Like Life happens liter liter literally 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 I know in a what line. You mean. <laughs> yeah. Life happens in time. Yeah, and that's that's our our core. That's how most things that happen on in this world is because we believe okay, that it so happens that way. Okay, so if that's just how we perceive it, then if you changed your perception of time, you could stop time and live forever that doesn't make sense (laughs) well you have people that have have done their versions of it have people that have lived for you know 130 years and and some say there's been sages over the years that have you know and and i don't think they had scientific proof of this at the time but that'll say that they live for like two three hundred years sure with you know So, with but no it's proof. right with no scientific. Proof, Although but, even the Bible says, like the the Bible suggests that like Noah or, or like lived to like seven hundred years old. Yeah, well, I mean, there's when there's deeply spiritual truths being told in religions and things like that. There are stories of this type of stuff because it's not. This is nothing new. People have pondered it and thought about it and that's what's exciting is we're getting to the point now in science where we're starting to prove this type of these types of theories you know the some and (laughs) i mean that the thought the thought is you know i've heard it phrased this way that life force is what keeps us alive basically and that if we were able to harness life force in a way that like a child does and not have all the conditioning of our society pack us down and teach us different things. And we could just constantly um, feel new ideas, get excited about them and create them in our lives 
and then work off of that with the same enthusiasm, if we developed that habit, that we wouldn't ever die because that life force that's flowing through us would never diminish. But we have this idea. I mean, look at the, the whole idea of retirement. Is like, well, when you get a certain age, you stop and do nothing. You know, like, and everybody wants that so bad. Right. But that's diminishing your life force right. in most people's cases. I mean, the, the people who really enjoy retirement are the ones who actually do, do stuff. Th- right. Yeah. That do stuff with their life, you know. Well, that's why, like, I, I don't know the percentage. I would just be making it up if I said it, but like a staggering number of retirees die, like, Within the first few years, right? Yeah, because it's their their reason for being, their mental reason for being has stopped. They they identify with who they are, with what they do for a living, and then all of a sudden they're not doing that anymore. They don't know how to reconcile that, you know. And then the life force stops flowing, and they die because they don't have any focused reason to keep moving on. You know, so and that, and that's more proof that that, that geez, there's something to this. <laughs> you know, this sounds like you're talking about a video game that has like a little life meter, mm. yeah. and like a way to bring it into the <laughs> the present. <laughs> I'm just like like you have a little life meter and. Um, you have to every once in a while you have to go find something in the game to in, to bring that back up. Kinda. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I think the trick is to keep keep a steady diet of it. You know, just keep that energy flowing through you. Right. I don't know. I'm there's, way out on a limb. I'm not. I don't know what this. Uh, there's plenty of people my age that that just. Well, there's plenty of people in society that. That if you look in their eyes, there's not a heck of a lot going on there. And I'm not talking about mental capacity. I'm not talking about thinking. They're, they're, they're overthinking. I'm talking about life. You know, when they just get up, go to a job they don't like, come home, complain about dinner, yell at the kids to get the homework done, and go to bed and get up and do it over again. And it's like, I mean... I've seen that's one of my favorite things in the job that I do is seeing somebody like that that is just looking around going, you know what? There's got to be more to life than this. Like I I'm just uh you know, I, I'm just not happy. There's just no and what it is is they don't have that life force flowing through them. They're just existing, you know? And and it feels uncomfortable. And then all of a sudden they start they start looking for what brings them joy and happiness and bringing that life force back into their life. And all of a sudden you see the light go back into their eyes. And, and they're enthusiastic and they're excited. And they go do things in their life. And they're like, oh my God, this is so wonderful. You know, like that's one of the coolest things that I've ever seen is, is like, I don't necessarily see it in people's eyes. Um, every once in a while, if somebody's really depressed, I can see it. But generally, I don't, when I look at people in society, I don't see the deadness in their eyes. What I do see is I see it come back on when it goes on. And it's like, oh my god! It like jumps right out at me. It's awesome. 
But that's that universal energy that they're connecting to, you know. And the 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 concept that we all we are all connected and we are all one. It there's a lot of things around the world that are based on that. There's there's people. Uh, and large, large groups of people all over the world just meditating to raise the consciousness, raise the vibration on this earth. And that's their idea, is that we're all interconnected. And if they raise the vibration on this earth, then everybody is going to benefit off of it. It's going to make it that much easier for people to raise their own vibration or to choose something happy. Because if you're in a dense energy, like bring this back to uh, an individual person. If you're really feeling depressed and you're just in, you can feel that heaviness, that dense energy. It's hard to move in that. It's hard to get excited. It's hard to go do something when you're feeling down and depressed. But when the energy is lighter and more upbeat, it's easier to get motivated and go do something yeah you know so so that's how it works on an individual level if it works that way on an individual level it works that way in a collective level so that's what they're trying to do is raise the vibration so it's just that much easier for people to move in a positive direction with their lives by raising the vibration and it's it really helps people Focus on what brings them joy and happiness and head in that direction. Explain, um, if you can, oneness in, b- in between people. Because that's a, like, like the, uh, I think I can get behind the concept of, like, I am one with the universe. That's fine. But like, I am one with you, and you are one with that guy over there. Like, yeah, that's weird. But right, and that's because we're all set up with you know uh, uh, an idea of separation in our heads. First off, so it's you know the, all these re- all the religions have said it over the years, and you know Jesus was what you do to the least of my brothers, you do so to me. You know, it's been talked about. So it's the idea that we're all energy. We are all one living being working off of each other. So it's the it's the whole if I hurt my toe thing. Like if, if we're one, if we are all one being and I go hurt somebody else, then I'm just hurting the energy field that I'm a part of. So it just brings down the energy in the whole field. You know, so it's the, the other concept is, is, um, nature, the, the ocean, you know, that we're all, the universe is the ocean where each of us is a wave or each of us is a cup of cup of that water. It's we're made up of the same thing. Right. We're all part of one. Yeah. Now you can take a scoop up a cup and be like, "Oh, okay, this is one person. That's one person. That's one person. That's one person." But 
we're all the same. We're all connected. We're all part of the larger whole energetically. Okay. Okay. So that makes more sense. Yeah, I like the ocean one. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I have a quote for today. Um, actually, I have two. We'll see how this one goes. It's long. A human being is a part of the whole called by us universe. A part limited in time and space, he experiences himself, his thoughts and feelings, as something separated from the rest, a kind of optical illusion of his consciousness. This delusion is a kind of prison for us, restricting us to our personal desires and to affection for a few persons nearest to us. Our task must be to free ourselves from this prison by widening our circle of compassion to enhance all living creatures and the whole beauty in its nature. Mm. Albert Einstein. (laughs) I love Einstein quotes. I didn't know that was him. I love Einstein quotes because he got it, you know? It's it, he he understood a lot the oneness ideas that he was so spiritual, but he came at it from a scientific angle, which I love because it marries the two. It kind of takes I heard somebody say, "I don't understand why the the people of God and the people of science argue." Because basically science is the proof of God. And I love that because it's true. Like if we get underneath it deep enough and we, you know, we bring things to, to an energetic level, it's, it's all the same thing. So um, I also read somewhere, somebody said that, that if you think of, if you ask what, um, what God is, to to a to a religious person, they might say something like, um, "God always has been, always will be. He's the beginning of the end. Is everything uh, can never die." Um, that would be God. If you ask a scientist what, to explain energy, he would say basically the same thing. You know, so it's it's those concepts that that kind of bridge the gap between between our intellectual state and our spiritual state. We're getting to that point in, a, in the evolution of man because we need to change or else we're going to blow ourselves up. <laughs> so that's why the evolution is happening now. But our science is bringing us there. Our science is bringing us to the point where we're going, oh, everything is energy. And within that energy, there's some divine vibration that we can't explain that determines what things are. And everything's, we're finding out that everything's connected and nothing ever actually dies. (laughs) To bring it back to the beginning, (laughs) you know, nothing ever actually dies. It just changes form. So this death that we're all scared of, it's not even happening. It's just, it's just a transition of form. That's all. So we're understanding all this stuff and we're starting to prove it scientifically, which melds all the, the, the spirit, spirituality and the science together. And then we can meet in, <laughs> in the truth. We can meet in the truth. I don't think anyone that fears death 
is afraid of the physical uh, aspect of it. I think it's all about awareness. I think that the part that, that throws us is that the the shift... I, like, I think that that's why people want really badly to believe in ghosts. Like, you know mm. what I mean? Um, because... Any evidence that the that you're still that your consciousness doesn't go away, that the awareness is still there, that you're you know what I mean? Yeah. Like Is it well like the there's one thing that I really liked that that uh is on that topic. And I heard that you can imagine anything because anything is possible. You know, you can absolutely anything is possible if you can expand your mind far enough and that's how we've you know made inventions and walked on the moon and all that stuff because somebody imagined it um so it with with that idea you can imagine anything except not being you can't imagine not being because it's impossible it's impossible to not be now we could change form we can imagine dying we can you know, but we can't imagine just not being. That's because energy never dies, so it's impossible. It's impossible for us to not be. And I've <laughs> I've sat there, man, and just tried to imagine me not being in any form, just no longer existing in any way, shape, or form. And I cannot wrap my brain around it. I can't get. I can't imagine it. Um. Let's never do a, an episode strictly on death. Uh, I know <laughs> it seems like a good idea, but um, I will have a panic attack on the podcast. So let's not do it because I'm already getting oh, queasy talking about what that, we've already talked about. Okay. That sounds like an invitation to no, touch a nerve. No. <laughs> uh, so, so our next podcast will be... <laughs> <laughs> so oneness. Um, anything else you want to say on it? It's. I think. I think one of the. I think I get it. By the way. Good, and I think one of the nicest things about oneness is that that everything is conspiring for us. You know that idea of that because if we're we're not like I was saying, we can't hurt one portion to raise another portion to help another portion because we're all one. So it just hurts and helps at the same time. We never get anywhere. So if that's the case and it the the oneness it, it's it's all one energetic connected being or trying to better itself, trying to evolve, trying to get better, then we constantly the universe is conspiring for our favor. Because if I get better, then the vibration raises and everybody else benefits off of it. You know, like Gandhi said, be the change you wish to see in the world. Start with you. Why? Because when your life gets better. But not only that, it actually enhances everybody else's life, even if they don't feel it. It it gives the, it raises the vibration so it's that much easier for other people to make, make better choices. So it's that collective idea that... There would be no benefit. Nothing on this earth comes in to hurt itself. That goes against nature. We're always trying to expand ourselves. You know, nothing's trying to 
hurt itself. Everything's nature is to expand itself. So if we're trying to expand and get better, then the whole point of the universe is to get better. And if we are part of it, then the whole universe is conspiring for us to get better. That's what it wants. We can put up a block to that whenever we want. But when we remove those blocks and allow it to come, everything is conspiring for our favor. And I think that's one of the nicest concepts of oneness. And I think it's a really nice idea to walk around through life with. You function from that, there's some hope. All right. How can people get in touch with you? You know, the best way, just go to my website, life-enhancement-services.com. And all my info's there. Reach out if you got any questions, comments, concerns, and uh, we'll deal with them then. Okay. (laughs) So thanks for listening, everybody. We will uh, speak at you soon. This podcast is presented by New Shore Productions. Executive producers Glenn Ambrose, Benjamin Barber, and David DeAngelis. Thank you.